AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. The Pirate Ghost of Gombe Island Louis climbed into his pirogue and set off for the tiny island. Landing, he began to dig. All of a sudden, he heard a noise and turning saw his boat floating away though he had pushed it up well onto the island he ran after it dragging it back to the shore and tied it to a tree then he returned to his digging suddenly he looked up and there were three pirates each had a long knife with blood dripping from it then said Louis later. I sure thought I was digging my grave. Me, instead of for treasure. But Louis was a brave man and a good Catholic, so instead of running, he fell on his knees and asked the Blessed Virgin to help him, vowing never to look for treasure if he emerged from this situation alive. The moon was very bright and as the pirates came closer louis could see that they had come from the water seaweed dripped from their clothing and shrimp clung to their hair and fierce mustaches then as he prayed the specters vanished and he ran for his pirogue but his misery was not ended there said louis I seen a big fat pirate sitting right in my pirogue. Me, I knew he was the captain because he had him a big wide belt over his coat like and long earrings that shined in the moonlight like balls of fire. Him, he had blood dripping down his mustaches and shrimps crawling all over his face. The ghost pirate looked at Louis, and Louis looked at him. Louis rode because the ghost pirate told him to row. Louis said, Will he say that to me? My teeth start to knock together in my mouth. Me, I row like hell. I knew he wasn't kidding. See, in one big hairy hand, he had a big pistol, like a cannon almost. Poor Louis rode and rode. At last, they were far from the island then. That pirate, he slid over the side of the boat and was gone. Me, I knew for true he was a ghost then, because when he sinked, there wasn't a, no bubbles 
come after him. Louis went home, and when he walked into his wife's room without knocking, she almost killed him because she didn't recognize him. His hair was now snow white. Strangely, he didn't go crazy. His friends could not understand that, but ends the story triumphantly. Soon after that, he died. The End Fifole Down around the great Achifalaya Swamp, there was an old man called Medeo who had mastered the evil arts. At night, this wizard would go in secret to a corn shed. And once inside, he'd shimmy out of his skin like a snake, roll it up, and hide it in a shadowy corner. Then, by the power of his evil spell, the wizard would change himself into a fifole, a burning and shining ball of blue and white flames. He'd float out to the swamp, dancing and bobbing through the darkness, tempting all to follow him to destruction and death. People in the village began to disappear. Others followed the fifole and fell under the wizard's spell. They became like the living dead, forced to slave for Medeo and obey his every command. In the village, there was a young woman called Zula. She was curious as a cat. What was happening to the people? They had once laughed and danced, but now they only stared like owls and walked with shuffling feet. Zula kept her eyes and ears open. Soon she saw that old Medeo entered the corn shed as a man, but left as a fifole. She went to the people and cried, Medeo is a fifole! Medeo is a fifole! He is slowly killing us just as he killed those who followed him and never came back. Can't you see that Fifole will not stop until he gets us all? We have to fight him. But the people had no will of their own. They hung their heads in silence. They were afraid. Zula was afraid too. She feared Fifole would lead her own children away, never to return. Zula waited and watched until one dark night she saw Medeo enter the corn shed. Softly, softly, she crept up to the shack. Through a crack in the wall, she watched as the wizard cast his spell and shed his skin and hid it in a dark corner. Then, before her very eyes, he changed himself into a burning ball of blue and white flames and floated out of the shed. When Fifole was long gone, Zulu ran back to her caravan. She sat in her gallery 
thinking hard. How do I fight fire? She wondered. How do I fight a fifolet fire? Suddenly, Zula leaped to her feet and ran into her cabin. She filled her deep apron pockets full of things that she would need to fight. And with the help of Le Bondu, destroy the fifolet. Quietly, Zulu slipped into the shed and found the wizard's skin. She shook it out until it hung from her hands like a pair of long johns flapping from a clothesline. The skin was dry and cool to the touch, like the skin of a lizard. She dipped She dipped a hand in her apron pocket. She dipped a hand in her apron pocket and began to scoop something out. Zula quickly filled the wizard's skin to the neck with salt and garlic and a grand buku and a big old bunch of trekaud, hot, hot, hot cayenne pepper. Just then, she heard a crackling, burning sound at the door. Vit, vit. She hid herself in the shadows. The shed was lit up by the eerie, bobbing light of the fifolet. Its voice mumbled strange words that Zulu had never heard before. In an instant, Medeo was back in his human skin, but all of a sudden the wizard began to itch and twitch, itch and twitch until he was jumping and jitterbugging all over the place. He howls out, Ooh-wee! Ooh-wee! I'm burning. The wizard sees Zula. You did this, he screams. I'm going to get you. Medeo's beard was burning with blue-white flames and his eyes glowed like red-hot coals. Thick smoke poured from his nose and ears and sparks flew from his fingers. Medeo leaped to grab Zula. But as he jumped into the air, he exploded like a firecracker into a roaring fire. Then a flash, he burned up to a crisp. And all that was left of that mean old wizard was a little pile of smoking ash. The people of the village were free of the Fifolet's curse. Once again, they laughed and danced and sang to this day. They'd never be bothered again by the old Fifale. Because now they know how to fight Fifale fire with a buku of hot, hot, hot cayenne pepper. The end. Wow. I first want to say I loved these stories and I want to be honest with you. I had a lot more stories coming from these books. I took two books, Gumbo Yaya and Cajun Folktales. Um, the story of the pirates from Gombe Island comes from Gumbo Yaya and the Fifole story comes from um, Cajun Folktales. Now, let me be honest with you. I had a lot more stories that I wanted to put in this episode. 
And I had one story that I'm going to give to my Patreon subscribers. It is a very long story coming out of the Cajun Folktales um, second book. Uh, and I just loved Louisiana folklore. It's awesome. But let's talk about the ghost for a second. Both stories have a person that is no let's say this story one the pirates of gombe island i don't necessarily look at them as traditional ghosts i look at them more as Fifoles that may have taken human form or a spiritual human form to scare people away. Whereas in the second story, Medio is kind of a boo hag or a um, Sukuyan more than just a Fifole, right? So both stories have those intertwining aspects of fifole, boo hags, ghosts, sukuyants, like all rolled up into themselves. And so, although this episode is titled fifole, I think it encompasses all of that. And maybe because of it being Louisiana, we see that in this more. Because we have the Caribbean influence, we have the French influence, we have the enslaved people's influence, we have that bayou, that Cajun, that, you know, that jambalaya of cultures right here. <laughs> you feel me? That gumbo of cultures. And so you get an aspect of all the different stories, of all the different um cultures in these stories and how they look at their spirits i love these stories um and i love how it shows the influence from all the different cultures in it there's not much really i can go into this except for that aspect of it so i won't take up much of your time so like I always say, after this point, go see Chef. Come back next time for our next voyage. And as always, have a blessed day. Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today, we have chicken and sausage jambalaya. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Three tablespoons avocado oil, 12 ounces smoked beef sausage, sliced, one medium onion, 
chopped. One bell pepper, chopped. Three stalks of celery, chopped. Four tablespoons of savory Cajun seasoning or whatever Cajun seasoning you particularly like. Three cloves of garlic, chopped fine. One teaspoon dry thyme. Two bay leaves. Two cups converted brown rice. Two tablespoons tomato paste. Two tablespoons Worcestershire sauce. Four boneless, skinless chicken thighs, chopped medium. Four cups unsalted chicken stock and one bunch of chopped green onions. Now, how do we put this together? Easy. Heat a five-quart Dutch oven over medium-high heat. Add the oil. Add sausage and cook for three to five minutes until slightly brown and crispy. Set that aside. The bottom of your pot should be covered with fond from the sausage. Now, add the onions and bell pepper and celery and one teaspoon of Cajun seasoning and cook for three minutes until tender. Be sure to scrape the bottom of the pot to help the vegetables pick up the fond from the sausage. Stir in garlic, thyme, bay leaves, and one tablespoon of Cajun seasoning. Cook for 30 seconds. Now, add the rice, Worcestershire, tomato paste, and the remaining Cajun seasoning. Make sure the tomato paste coats the rice. Add the chicken, sausage, and the chicken stock. Bring all to a boil. Cover and cook on low for 25 to 30 minutes until rice is tender. Stir in half the green onions and remove bay leaf. Serve it hot with garnish and with green onions. There you have it. And that is it, my friends. Now, go make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember, do not follow a light into the swamps or forest. Because it could be a fearful lay. So until next time, my friends, as always, enjoy. Thank you, my friends, for coming on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo, episode, and shirt designs. You can get t-shirts and other items on tpublic.com. 
you can contact me on all socials at Afro Tales Cast. That's Afro T A L E S Cast. And email me at AfroTalesCast at gmail.com. You may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone, giving a thumbs up, a five star rating and review in your podcast app of choice, or simply donating on Patreon or coffee.com that's ko-fi.com so until we meet again may your winds be fair and your seas follow